Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and welcome back to the Christmas Movie Marathon. All month long, we're talking Christmas movies, and to kick things off, I'm joined by my friend Mark Brown, and we're doing an animated film that he grew up with, Arthur's Perfect Christmas. I also grew up watching Arthur, I was a PBS kid, but I haven't watched the show in years, and I wasn't even sure I'd seen this movie, so it was a lot of fun to revisit the series for this episode. Plus, as this episode is about Arthur, I thought now is the perfect time to ask Mark about his name. So I don't know if we've actually talked about this or not. I If we haven't, I keep forgetting to ask because I've thought about it multiple times and then either I forget to ask or I forgot that I asked you ages ago. But online you go by the name Mark Brown. Is that related to Arthur? Yes, somewhat. So this is the big reveal, I guess, on <laughs> your podcast. So congratulations, you're the one who gets the big, gets to divulge the secret. I might have mentioned it before on like some other blog or something, but never in as much detail as I'm going in now. So congratulations. <laughs> so this starts back in the uh, the early days of the internet for, I don't know how, what your age range is of people who listen to this, but for you youngins back in the day, back in the, <laughs> you know, the nineties, uh, when internet was the WWW was just, you know, becoming a mainstream thing amongst kids my age and email was like the new thing on the block and everyone wanted an email address. I wanted a Yahoo uh, email address. But when you signed up, uh, back in the day, they told us, never give your personal information out on the internet. Always uh, you know, keep that secret. You don't want to put that uh, out. Uh, nowadays, uh, everything with social media and everything is, is out. There's nothing private anymore, but that's another story. Anyway, back then, um, they told us, you know, make sure to keep everything private. So when I created an email address for the first time, my dad, he actually created it for me. And when when you had to put in like your name, he actually put Mark Brown as my, my pseudonym. And this definitely came from Mark Brown, the author of the Arthur books, because Arthur was like one of the biggest shows I would watch at the time um, as a kid. So we were very familiar with the name. The only thing different is my dad spelled it M-A-R-K in the more common way rather than M-A-R-C, which is how the author spells it. Mm. So ever since then in my family, I've kind of had like a running joke that my name is Mark Brown <laughs> because <laughs> when I would send an email, it would come up, hey, Mark Brown sent you an email. <laughs> okay, so he's Mark Brown. Interesting. So that, that's always been a joke in my family. So fast forward to, you know, 2012 or 2011, no, 2012, when I started my blog for the first time. And uh, again, I didn't want to put a, a lot of my uh, personal information out. So I wanted a pseudonym to write my blog posts. And um, I figured, well, I'm already used to Mark Brown. <laughs> so let me just <laughs> stick with that. So I introduced myself as Mark Brown on the blog, as well as my other blog, which I started the next year. And ever since then, yeah, uh, up to now, I still introduce myself as um, Mark Brown, like on my millionaire game shows, I say my name, my name is Ibrahim, that's my real name, but my uh, pseudonym online is Mark Brown, just so people don't get confused, but yeah, long story short, yes, <laughs> Mark Brown is kind of related to the author of Arthur. Okay, I kind of figured, like it, mm -hmm. I've always had that in the back of my head, and I either, I don't think I ever asked you, but I always meant to ask you. 
And I like figured, you, like you, sorry, uh, but like you might remember, even when we were writing on the rotoscopers, I would go as Mark Brown. Yeah, I think I was confused when you told me your name was Abraham because I just assumed it was Mark Brown. It was Mark Brown. <laughs> That's a good thing. It's like it's a good pseudonym because it's like it, it's a name. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's not it's... like Quentin Flackenbush or something like that. <laughs> the third. <laughs> well, anyways, I figured. Since we're doing a podcast on Arthur, this is the perfect time to actually talk about that. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you brought it up. And there you go, folks. If you've ever been wondering this for some reason, it's finally divulged now. I think another reason I also kept it is because I figured my name Ibrahim would be kind of hard for some people to remember or pronounce. So I figured, hey, Mark Brown is pretty monosyllabic and everyone knows how to say those names. So Mark Brown it is. It's very easy to remember, <laughs> even for people who don't know who Mark Brown is. I mean, I Exa- recognize exactly. the name. I just figured it was a coincidence that you had the same name as the author. I didn't realize that it came from the author and it was a pseudonym. Exactly. Yeah, I think you're actually the second person to ask me. There was there was a blog that I co we cooperated on an article back in the day. I forget the name of the blog post, but it was like a blog about like kids shows and stuff like that. And I think I wrote a a blog, a post on his his page about Cyber Chase. But like um, the author asked me afterwards, like, oh, oh, oh. no, no, he didn't ask me. He, he wrote a post talking about, um, you know, my posts. And he's like, he, he, he may or may not be the author of Arthur. I'm not sure. <laughs> referring to me. So, so he was, he, he was the first one actually to, to make the reference, at least that I know of. I forget his name, but if, if you're, if you're listening to this, uh, forgive me, I forget your name, but Here's to you. <laughs> okay. Well, that mystery is solved. So this is something we planned to do ages ago at your request. What was it about this one that you wanted to do? Well, uh, I guess I should say that. So this is Arthur's Perfect Christmas. This is the Christmas episode or the Christmas special, pretty much, from mm-hmm. the TV show Arthur. And I should mention that Arthur was a big part of my childhood. It's probably, along with the Magic School Bus, probably the, t- the one. The, they're both the two animated shows that, like, I grew up with and shaped my appreciation of animated TV shows and just just my childhood in generally. I've seen every single Arthur episode, with one exception. I haven't seen the the Backstreet Boys special for some reason. That's the only one I haven't <laughs> seen. But besides that, I've seen every. Every other Arthur show, uh, an episode, and um, this Christmas um, special was always my favorite. Like I would, you know, we I've been on your show a couple times and talked about Christmas Carol adaptations and whatnot. But this this was the special that every Christmas I would be so excited to watch because they would always show it on PBS around Christmas time. So I was always I was I would always look out for it every year because I liked it so much. So how everyone has like their Christmas um, special that they look forward to every year. This was mine. And <laughs> I guess I brought it up with you to do. I can't remember if you said you've seen it or not, but I figured this would be a fun one to talk about. Well, I didn't think I'd seen it, but as I started watching it yesterday, I was like, this feels very <laughs> familiar. <laughs> so I think I have seen it. I just had completely forgotten about it. Okay, nice. Yeah, I was I was like one of those kids that we didn't have cable, so PBS. Yeah. Was, I think you're the same. So that yeah. was like, <laughs> that was my my outlet to the world. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same. I 
can't claim to have watched as much Arthur as you have, but we watched Arthur all the time when I was a kid. I haven't yes. watched it in years, though. And the show, it, it was up until I think it was either last year or the year before, the show was still going on. So it was the second longest running animated show after Simpsons. So yeah, I know it had a long run, and, and yeah. it recently ended. I I meant to look up the final episode, and I still haven't done that yet. The final episode is kind of a letdown, honestly, but um, yeah. Funny enough, it's a bit of a tangent, but before the final episode aired, they aired another hour special where wherein Arthur and the gang finally graduate from third grade, and they actually go on to fourth grade. <laughs> that, I think, should have been the finale, because that, that was pretty good. I like that a lot, actually, but that should have been the finale, but the finale they did was... It was honestly, it was kind of stupid. From it was a, one of the half hour episodes, and it was like Arthur and the gang find like a, a game in like the back room of a of the library, and while playing the game, they like imagine what their life is going to be like in the future, and then it cuts to them at the end of how they look in you know a couple of years when they're older. It, so it was kind of a letdown, honestly. But yeah, the the the, the special where they finally graduate and go to fourth grade that that was pretty good. <laughs> I wonder how many years they spent in third grade. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the show started at what in like ninety six or something. So from ninety six to twenty twenty one or whatever, they were there for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what is it about this special that you liked so much? Uh, first of all, I think it's a very well written special. I think the writing in it is very good. The humor, Arthur generally has had good writing. You know, mm-hmm. especially in the older days and the. With the humor I've always liked, the characters characters I've always loved. A lot of the humor is character driven, which I like. A lot of the newer stuff is the quality ain't that good, but I mean, at least from this era, it was still pretty good. And um, I like the songs. There's a musical that has some songs in it, and I like pretty much all the songs. I find them catchy. I find myself randomly singing them randomly throughout the year. <laughs> And like I said, because I liked Arthur, the show so much, I, I guess, gravitated towards this as a, a favorite of mine. Yeah, I don't know when I would have seen it, but I'm fairly certain I did, because there were certain scenes that jumped out at me as like, this feels way too familiar for me to have never seen this. You must have probably saw it on, P- on PBS like during the Christmas time. That's, that's probably. Were, yeah. This I think this episode, well, this special was in 2000 two or 2000 it's like early 2000s they this aired 2000 2000 okay so 23 years ago (laughs) yeah at that point i would have been 14 yeah Mm -hmm. so i would have been past the age that this was targeting but i had younger brothers and we watched pbs all the time (laughs) no matter if it was for our age or not you're a few years older than me, so I was nine, so I was still right within the intended age for this. Mm-hmm. When it first started, I was feeling like it must have been a new episode, like newer than when I was a kid, because I didn't think, well, especially when Arthur started singing, I thought his voice sounded way different. But then as mm-hmm. it kept going on, I was like, his voice does sound familiar. I th- and I looked it up. I think it is the original kid playing it Arthur. Is. Yeah, Arthur, in, in the run of the show, there are some characters who've had the same voice for all 25, 30 years. Like Francine has been the same. Muffy's been the same. Uh, Binky's been the same. But then there are some characters who've had like five or six different voices throughout the show. And mm-hmm. Arthur is one of them. And 
I think this was the last time that Michael Yarmush, who was the first voice of Arthur, I think this was his last time where he actually voiced the character. So it would sound like the Arthur that you remember the most. That makes sense because I, at, at the very beginning, I thought his voice sounded a little bit too deep to be the Arthur I remembered. So if this was his, like his last thing, his right. voice was probably right on the verge of changing. And that's probably why. Also right at the beginning, they cut to that song which doesn't sound like him at all. I'm pretty sure that he had that, someone. The song was the reason why I thought that it wasn't the same character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that wasn't Michael Yarmer singing. Was it the same DW? Because I thought she sounded very similar. Yeah, DW is also another one that had, she's had like a bunch of different voices over the years. But I think this would also have been the first of the DWs. I had the first or the second, but definitely one of the early ones. This is the DW voice I picture when I think of DW in my head. Mm -hmm. <laughs> One of the voices of DW actually created a podcast. Um, it's called like something like Searching for DW's Voice or something like that. And it's like he's trying to be in, get in touch with all the other people who, who voiced DW over the years. I haven't followed up with a podcast to see how it's doing, but I. Uh, oh, there is a lot of DW. Yeah, DW's credits. I guess it's because of her age that she has to be, and once the kids start getting to that particular mm -hmm. age where they start breaking, they got to swap it out. And the funny thing is, DW is almost all, always voiced by a guy. <laughs> yeah, I remember that from when I was a kid. I remember yeah. there was like a behind the scenes or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. I think Oliver somebody was the voice in this episode. Okay, that was the second one then. Okay. Because this is the first one was Michael Kalaz, okay. Season one to three. Oliver Granger okay, was okay. season four to six. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, and is... Arthur's Perfect Christmas. Okay. Yeah. There's another show. I don't know if you've seen it. It was on PBS for a bit called Sagwa, this Chinese Siamese cat. Did you ever watch that? I think I watched a few episodes with my youngest brother, but that one, I would have been a lot older than it, <laughs> it was targeting. So I don't remember that one very much. Okay, I remember watching that one too. That one, um, that one only had like one season, but a lot of the voice actors from Arthur were in that, so like I'd rec you'd, you'd recognize them there. So I think this same DW uh, was the voice of one of the cats in in that show, and like Arthur's mom, you'd hear her voice, you'd hear Mr. Atburn's voice in that show. So it always mm -hmm. be interesting to me when I would watch that. So I was like, hey, that's Mr. Atburn, but it's actually a cat. But, yeah, I don't remember much about the show. I remember it being on, but I yeah. don't remember what it was about. It was like cats living in like ancient, uh, well, I guess not ancient, but like there were royal cats of a Chinese emperor during the one of the dynasties. So I guess this part takes place in the 1300s or 1400s mm. and it was just their adventures. It was fun. One thing that I liked about this was that they didn't sugarcoat anything. Like nothing was very no. happy. Like a lot of Christmas specials is like happy everything. This is like an anti Hallmark special. <laughs> this is very realistic. Yeah. And mm -hmm. even the, even when it ended on a happy note, it was more it was almost bittersweet in some cases rather than like pure happiness. Bittersweet's a good word, yeah. I, I, I would argue it's I would still find it a bit more happy than bittersweet, but I can see what you what do you mean by that though? Well, I mean like like it's, the main It's the not main, like saccharin throughout the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like the main plot is arthur trying to find a present for his mom and it's a glass bird that he'd broken previously and i was wondering is that a different episode because i thought i remembered that bird but also maybe i think i've seen the special so maybe i was just remembering the special yeah from what i remember that's not from a separate episode it was just the flashback scene in this in this uh, special 
So yeah, he broke this apparently earlier in the year and he wants to replace it for Christmas. And then he ends up breaking the replacement <laughs> by the end. Like yeah. there was, they had a lot of tension with that bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he ultimately does get it, have it broken before Christmas. But then his uncle saves the day by giving him his present to give to his mom. Which was a tea set that he had broken. Like Christmas. <laughs> Everybody before. breaks mom's stuff, I guess. <laughs> One of my favorite things in Arthur episodes are the fantasies. So um after Arthur breaks oh, yeah. breaks, <laughs> breaks his bird and the second time in this episode he's fantasizing about how he would um, you know, tell it to his mom. And in the fantasy she's like, Twice I could have I got her set breaking my bird once, but twice. <laughs> <laughs> I loved how very angry people in his imagination were. <laughs> exactly, they were fu- they were uh, furious. <laughs> He's inherited the clumsy G. <laughs> <laughs> that was always the best part of our episodes to me. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the main point of the show of of this, the main plot of this um, special. There's like so many plots going on with all the different characters. Like Buster, who the 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 rabbit, he's also one of my favorite characters. He he and his mom, uh, he lives with his mom since his parents are divorced, and then his mom is like waking up early every day leading up to Christmas, hope with the anticipation and anxiety that you know she gives Buster like a a good happy Christmas since mm-hmm. you know he's get his mind off the divorce and whatnot, and then he's trying to think of uh, a way to tell his mom, you know, we could you know, just kind of take it <laughs> take it slow and have our own holiday Baxter day. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's another thing about this special, especially it's not just Christmas. Like they mentioned uh, Francine, you know, she celebrates Hanukkah. I think this is the first episode in the series where they mentioned Francine being Jewish. And mm. from then on, it became, it became part of her character. So she's celebrating Hanukkah. Um, Brain is celebrating Kwanzaa. I guess this is also the first episode where they mentioned, they refer to him being African-American and, uh, Buster, like we said, he's inventing inventing his own holiday, Baxter Day. Uh, George the Moose, I think this is also the first time they mentioned that he's Swedish. And he's celebrating Christmas, but like with more, you know, Swedish and Scandinavian traditions and whatnot. Yeah, I think they on the wiki it says St. Lucia Day. Okay. Which I don't know much about, but I recognized some of the things that they were wearing. Yeah, yeah. okay. So I'm correct there, but yes. Well, I didn't know. Is he, is he a moose? Because when they did that, and like he's supposed to be Swedish, yeah. like, is he a reindeer? <laughs> is, that, is that why they're oh, doing okay. this? <laughs> I never thought about that. He could be a reindeer, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know looked, what animal he was. Yeah. He's something in the deer family with big, big, big antlers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Muffy's, Muffy and Binky and Arthur are the, I guess they're just the regular Christians. Um, it's also interesting to, this was a it was a, this was a Christmas special where they mentioned Jesus a couple of times and they mentioned Christians, which I thought was very interesting because it it brought me back to like the Peanuts Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of Christmas specials for kids that are just kind of generally gift giving and just having fun in the holidays. But mm-hmm. this this one actually mentions no, there's there's a Jesus element to it. It is a holiday for Christians, and I thought that was interesting. That was well put. Yeah, I like that they did that, especially because they were going into like the origins of the other holidays. Correct. So it made sense because a lot of times they'll do something about another holiday and its origins, but then they'll completely gloss over Christmas and it's just about presents. Yeah. So presents. I like that they you did that for all the holidays. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah that, that that's part of why I say this was like really written well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. The main thing that I and I don't know if it was from the special or not, but I remembered that Francine was Jewish. Yeah, I did not remember about Brain and Kwanzaa, but mm-hmm. I think more was made about Francine. That's probably why I remember that, and maybe it was in other episodes too. Correct. There was more. There were more future episodes about Francine's Jewishness than there were about. I, I don't think I can even name more than one other episode where they mentioned brain. Uh, there's like a connection between brain and being African-American. One thing that I was trying to remember with Binky, did he eventually go on to actually do more baking and like get good at it? Because I thought I remembered that. And then he started making stuff and it was all bad. I was like, oh, maybe I'm thinking of a different character and something else. No, uh, there, there, there wasn't. That wasn't like a character arc for him where he became a baker afterwards. Okay, maybe I was thinking of some other character. But I do, I do remember him becoming nicer later on. Yeah, they in the, in the earlier seasons they made he's he's a bully. He is uh, part of the tough customers, the the bullies of the school. But mm-hmm. he's because he was held back. He's in Arthur and the, that whole third grade class with Mister Atman's class, and he becomes friends with them. So. They they try throughout the show they make him more I guess nicer is 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 a good word more of a friend to Arthur and the gang than mm-hmm. a bully as he used to be. He kind of reminded me. Have you ever watched Phineas and Ferb? No. Okay. <laughs> well, he reminded me of Buford. There's a, there was a bully named Buford in okay. Phineas and Ferb, and he reminded me a lot of him. Is he the character and, with like a black shirt? Yeah. Okay, I think I've seen this picture. Buford also had kind of a redemption arc of sorts because he became nicer, but also the kid that he always picked on named Baljeet, they were like <clears throat> best friends, even though he bullied Baljeet all the time. <laughs> but they're still like best friends. Yeah. It's like, I got no other friends, but I'll be him. <laughs> <laughs> I guess another character we didn't talk about is Muffy. So she is the, um, she's Francie's best friend. She's, she's a rich girl. <laughs> Her dad yes. is owner of Crosswire Motors, the big dealership in town, I guess. And she she she's just incredibly rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's having a, a very cool uh, Christmas party, and she's inviting everyone, including Francine. But Francine tells her, like, she she wrote it down on her paper like thirty seven times that I can't come to your party. I got to have a Hanukkah thing going on at the same time. But Muffy won't listen, which leads to a, a little bit of a small break in their friendship. And Muffy sings a song, which I like a lot, about how she misses Francie. There's a line in it I like, because I have a puzzle. It's in 20,000 pieces. Maybe I'll finish it by the time I have grandnieces. (laughs) (laughs) That was was such a weird line. I was like, I think they threw that in there just so they could have a rhyme. (laughs) They probably had the line and made the song out of that (laughs) that rhyme. (laughs) By the time I have grandnieces. like... That's the that's the line I keep singing throughout the year. <laughs> and then at the end, when they she goes to visit um, Francine and they patch things up, my funniest line in the whole show is when Mister Crosswire tells Francine, "said Hey, we brought you a ham." <laughs> he, he tosses him a ham, not knowing that you know Jewish people don't eat the meat of the pig. Which was the funniest thing. <laughs> in the show. He's like, "Oh, thanks." <laughs> I don't think they really even called it out. It was just like one yeah. of those, if you know, you know, jokes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't like a, he didn't give him a lecture or anything. Like, oh. 
Thanks. Just kind of showing how out of touch her family is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they tried to do something nice to bring over a gift. <laughs> I did like that she's actually nice. Like she's very selfish, but she's still nice and appreciates her friends, even if she is thinking about herself a little too much. Correct. Yeah, she does have the like you say, the self-centeredness and of richness of rich kids, but like she's still she's not a mean or looks down upon anyone. Yeah. She's still friends with them. A lot of times in shows like this, the rich kids are all just mean. Yeah. And you don't have them like actually trying to be friends with people mm-hmm. they deem, I guess, lower than them. Yeah. Although I will say now that now I'm thinking about that, there's a, another show. Uh, have you seen Big City Greens yet? <laughs> no, I know you've been you've been you've been uh, recommending that for me for a while now, but no, I haven't I haven't got to that yet. There's a rich kid in that who's like best friends with the kid who lives in a shack. In a shack. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like there are ways to write. You could write rich kids, and they're actually interesting. And I think Muffy is done pretty well. Yeah, some can just come off as just a stereotype. Mm-hmm. And then DW, her whole arc is. Uh, you know, she wants Tina, Tina, tiny, Tina, 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 tiny, Tina, Tina, <laughs> talking tabby. They get stuck in your head. This talking <laughs> cat doll, which is the, the hottest thing on the market. Like you can't find it anywhere. So even her, her mom can't find it. And she hesitantly buys her this like quacking duck doll. And DW, the thing about DW, she's a spoiled brat. She throws a tantrum <laughs> when she gets this. Yeah, that, that's I, a lot of people don't like DW as a character, which I found out in like you know in social media age, like they found her annoying and all that. And I've always liked DW as a character. She's she I enjoy her her one liner, her not her 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 quips and her character. Mm-hmm. But one thing I will say, she's a spoiled brat. <laughs> I remember liking her when I was a kid. I remember liking her as a character, and mm-hmm. and I like I haven't really really revisited Arthur since I was a kid. So I didn't remember much of her. And in this, I, I I have seen online people talking about how much they hate DW. Mm-hmm. And as I was watching this, I was like, yeah, I can see why people don't yeah. like her. <laughs> She was but, still funny, though. She was so funny, yeah. And she, she got over it once the doll, the duck started quacking. Yeah. But you could see in the, her parents' faces, they're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen now? <laughs> like, look, you got a present be happy. <laughs> He says 500. Oh, yeah. The mom's like, uh, this duck can say 500 different things. And she's like, can it say meow? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, pr- uh, probably not. <laughs> no. uh, the the whole thing with DW trying to get her letter to Santa to make sure she got the right toy. Yeah. It just reinforced, like, it reinforced me. Like, if I ever have kids, not that I'm planning on it, but if I ever. <laughs> Found Just myself with a child. Yeah, I am not teaching them about Santa. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, I work hard for this one year. What I bought you, and that's it. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think anyone in my family ever believed in Santa. Like, my parents would sometimes write from Santa on a present, but we always knew it was from them. I don't remember actually ever believing in Santa, and I always thought it was strange that other kids actually believed in him. <laughs> I thought he's obviously just a story. So why do people believe in him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I, like I'm Muslim. I'm not Christian, so I, I've never celebrated Christmas. But I was always intrigued to know, like, 
the whole idea of the Santa mythos and like when exactly do kids who believe in Santa when they're young, like by what age is it that they start and not believe in him? And what is it that makes them stop believing in him? I was always intrigued by that. <laughs> well, I always, that when I was younger, I always figured that it was just something on TV. <laughs> like oh, I didn't yes. know anybody who actually believed in really, Santa. Yeah. Now, that could also be it. I mean, I'll also <laughs> just talk about stuff I've seen on TV. So <laughs> maybe that's not as prevalent as I, I thought when I was a kid. But uh, but I was also homeschooled, so maybe I just ah. never met another kid who believed in Santa, and that's something that it, a public school thing. I don't know. <laughs> you were smarter than those public school kids. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. never understood Santa as a concept. Uh-huh. You and me both, but yeah, it's a fun story. <laughs> I like Wendy W's. Um, like you said, when she's going to mail, uh, her the link she goes to have santa give her the gift so she goes to mail the letter and she passes by the tibble twins house who are like you know they're the they're the naughty the naughty kids in the show they're mm-hmm. twins and they're dw's friends and and they're making fun of her that she's writing a letter to santa and she's like it's not to santa it's to the president of the united states so there they're like oh so he's the one that gets us the presents. <laughs> <laughs> that should be part of our mythos like after the, the whatever the president whoever the president is whenever they retire they they take off the role of set. <laughs> that would be a weird movie. Expand that lore somewhere. <laughs> I remember the Tibble twins being other characters that I don't remember what, but I remember we would quote them as kids. Like we liked them as characters, even if yeah. they were bad kids. <laughs> yeah. They were, they were fun to be like this this the whole show is quotable to me. Like me and my I have a cousin. Up to now, we me and him are still making we make references to each other, which are quotes from the show, which no one else will understand unless you've actually seen the show and remember the particular episode that we're quoting. So like <laughs> it, it, it's just that good in terms of the writing. And I, I know there's mm-hmm. a nostalgic bit to it as well, but I, I just think it's a really, it was a really well-written show, you know, at least in the, the, the early half. Yeah. Well, I mean, watching it now, it was still entertaining to me and I can yeah. tell that it was something that, it wasn't written just as a throwaway little kid's show. Correct, like yeah. a lot of shows aimed at little kids are not entertaining for anyone other than their target audience. Exactly. But like I said, I watched this into my teens because I had younger brothers and I yeah. don't remember ever thinking of it as a baby show or whatever. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone who's ever thought of Arthur as a baby show. Like they've, they, they, they know it's like for, you can like watch it early as you get older. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe by their teens you start losing interest, but it's still there. Yeah, it's not like Teletubbies or Barney or something. Yeah, I mean, I probably would have naturally outgrown it if I didn't have younger siblings. I probably yeah. would have just watched other things. But mm-hmm. watching with younger siblings, we just watched whatever was on PBS. So this was one that I still liked watching. There were other things that were kind of boring that we watched anyways. Yeah. Arthur's also had like a whole bunch of famous guest stars appeared. Like I do remember there was like Mr. Rogers was Mr. on Rogers, episode. Yeah. Yo Yo Ma was on Yo Yo Ma. That episode was funny because like <laughs> DW's like Yo Mama's coming to the, the library. I, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Yo Yo Ma. Uh, it was it was one of those things where it was like they would do in sitcoms where they would introduce a guest star as like somebody's famous cousin right. twice uh, removed on the, yeah. their mom's uncle's side of the family yeah. or something. <laughs> I 
and then there were then there were there were episodes that there were guest stars who just appeared you know as themselves like i don't think i think mr rogers like i don't think he was like anyone's relation or anything i think, I think he was, was just himself yeah he was just himself he was just mr rogers neighborhood airs in wherever arthur takes place in mm-hmm. <laughs> he was just a character there alex yeah. trebek was in the one jack perlutsky joshua redmond i think was the musician's name who was also in the yo yo ma episode there's just been a bunch mad damon and like one of the later ones <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember that one yeah that, that that one that one was weird from what i remember <laughs> And the, like I mentioned before, the Backstreet Boys, they have a whole special with them. I haven't seen that one yet. but Yeah, I didn't know about that either. Mm-hmm. It was, it's called It's Rock and Roll, or It's Only Rock and Roll, Arthur, or something like that. I think one another thing I liked about, like, you know, you and me, we both love the Christmas Carol story. But I like that they didn't just make an Arthur, a Christmas Carol adaptation. They made, like, their own thing. Mm-hmm. That would have been interesting, though, to have a Christmas Carol story starring the Arthur characters. Who would have been know. Scrooge? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't know. Uh, Binky. Who's the gr- <laughs> DW, Binky. maybe. So, so there was an episode <laughs> that was inspired by Christmas Carol. It was an episode where Francine buys a... There's like a doll called Polly Pocket or something. It's called something in the show. I forget what it's called. But she buys this doll for Prunella at her, for her birthday party. And Prunella is like... She opens it, she's like, oh, one of these, I already got one. And then she has like a dream where, I forget who plays, but there, there's a character who plays the ghost of, of birthdays past. And basically they take Prunella back to the backstory of how Francine worked so hard to save them, save up the money to buy the doll for her. And then there's like a ghost of Christmas present and yet to come. The, the one, Binky plays the one yet to come. I forget who plays the other two, but yeah. I wonder if I'd seen that because that does sound very vaguely familiar. It's one of the older ones, so maybe Punella gets it twice. It it aired in nineteen ninety nine, so actually before even this episode. So yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's even more likely that I've seen it, and it does sound very familiar. So, Polly Lockett—that's what the doll is called. Okay. But yeah, I liked how this this special was like it was its own thing, and like I don't think I've seen another special that's like this, like. It it stands out. It's it's uniqueness. It has multiple holidays and multiple different celebrators. People who celebrate the holidays mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it, it was just really good. So I'm looking at the Wikipedia article for that Prunella episode. It's the the ghost is called Ghosts of Presents Past, <laughs> and then Binky's ghost is called Ghost of Lunch Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I I should mention. Not that it is important in any way, but there was a there was a part in this mm-hmm. where Muffy gets this makeup kit that's like called Cindy oh, yeah. Crawfish. Yeah, it's like a a crawfish, but it has a human face. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and aside from the fact that it's a human, this thing just seems disturbing. <laughs> like even if it had had a face of an animal that is a human replacement like the rest of the Arthur people, it's still disturbing. <laughs> I, think that's what it was, I think that's what it was meant to be, but they drew it very <laughs> more lifelike. <laughs> it, it's literally like a, it looks like a lobster with a human face. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like, what on earth is this thing? Yeah, it didn't bother Muffy. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. One of her 37 pressings, she was happy. <laughs> And also, something I saw on the wiki page that I missed in the episode. 
Yeah. There's apparently a coffee shop called Stardoz, which is a, a parody of Starbucks, <laughs> which is kind of genius. <laughs> Where? I don't remember. I don't it says remember it's at the mall. Oh, okay, okay. So it's probably like a background game. Oh, Stardoz. Okay, I see. Was Starbucks even a thing in 2000? When did Starbucks start? <laughs> they must have been big if they were parodyable back in 2000. <laughs> it says Starbucks was founded in 1971. So. Okay, I guess that's a bit of a while. <laughs> I take it back. I guess it's been popular for a while. But that's a good joke, Stardoz. Yeah. Like I said, the writing is just like so good like even with the the jokes that are made the, the like the visual jokes and whatnot yeah and i'm assuming that it was a, a like a background joke because right, i don't yeah. remember anyone saying it out loud exactly so like you would not know it unless you you look in there and you see it <laughs> mm -hmm. this is also the last episode or or you know episode or special where the song crazy bus plays which if you've if you don't Hopefully. know Arthur. Yeah, that was like an iconic part of Arthur. <laughs> Correct, but the um I, the the guy who wrote the song he had he either got fired or or left during this time, so they they stopped playing it. So one of the most iconic songs of Arthur, Crazy Bus, which is a song D.W. likes and annoys Arthur <laughs> so much. Uh, it only goes up to five season five, or whenever hmm. this was. I think it's season five, which is weird to think about. <laughs> it is because like I would have thought of crazy bus is something that was just always a part of arthur right, but yeah. i guess this is probably about the time when i started getting away from it so i wouldn't yeah. have noticed yeah exactly wacky goofy goonie spoonie high as a plane or balloon <laughs> that one gets stuck in your head too yeah was his uncle someone who came back ever no that's what i was thinking like he's never appeared again after that because I did not remember him having an uncle at all. Not that I remember, unless unless he appears like in like there are some there were a couple of specials that came afterwards that were like Thanksgiving and and related. I don't remember if maybe he appeared like in the background as a guest or something. But there's there's no I don't think there's any other episode where like he appears and has like a talking role, speaking mm -hmm. role. I guess I can actually look him up on the wiki. Oh yeah, because I'm on the Arthur wiki. There you go. <laughs> I feel he was just written for this show, and based on uh, character appeal, they would have decided if they would do more episodes with him or not. And it looks like he was in an episode in the 18th season and in the 20th season, but that's the okay. only other two times he was mentioned. Does it mention if he was voiced by anybody or he was just like a background character? Well, it says in the 18th season episode, Arthur goes on a bird watching trip with him. Oh, okay. I must have. I don't remember that. On his character page, it just says voiced by Harry Standjofsky, S-T-A-N-D-J-O-F-S-K-I. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly or not. Danielski, probably. But if he's if there's only one voice, he must have come back years later to do it again. Nice. That's a good gig. Eighteen years later, he can come back. And do it. <laughs> well, probably thirteen years later. Well, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think this was season five. Like, like this is a tangent, but um. Do you know the Scooby-Doo and Guess Who show? I know the name. I don't think I've ever seen it. So it's the most recent animated Scooby-Doo show. Um, so what they're doing is back in the 70s, there was a show called the New Scooby-Doo Movies, where Scooby-Doo and the gang would solve mysteries with a famous celebrity. 
and they, or, or, or a fictional character, but, but mostly with celebrities. And they would get the celebrity would be the guest star in the episode, and the episode would be an hour long, and they would solve the mystery with that guest star. So in this latest show, Scooby Doo and Guess Who, they do the same thing. They, it's Scooby Doo and the gang solving the, the mystery with a guest star, except this one's only half an hour. But um, you know, there's like 50 years in between both. So in the in the original show, two guest stars that appear are uh, Sandy Duncan and Cher. And then in this new show, they've done two the two new episodes bringing back Sandy and Sh- uh, Sandy Duncan and Cher. So it's like, <laughs> and they, and they reference like the first the the first episode from fifty years ago. So it's like that's huh. that's a callback. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think they're the only two that were alive. Well, who were still alive to do besides actually Dick Van Dyke was still alive, but I don't know why they didn't do an episode with him. I guess he's just old. But yeah. That's just a tangent. You just remind me of it. <laughs> and I guess before we close, like other other characters that appeared in this Arthur special were um, his grandparents, his grandma Thora, that's his dad's mom, and then there's um, Grandpa Dave, which is his mom's dad. <laughs> uh, there's Mister Ratburn. He he's not in it much, but he's their teacher. Oh, he, I, I liked his scene where he was like psychotically planning yeah, yeah. all the things he was going to do for the kids and yeah. all the tests he was going to make them take. It's like he doesn't celebrate Christmas. He's just planning what's, what's happening <laughs> once they come back from school. And I don't know if I should even say psychotically. It looked like he was g- genuinely having fun planning. He was enjoying that, yeah. <laughs> have a math test on the 14th and a history test on the 18th and a paper due on the 17th. This would be the best year ever. <laughs> And Binky, his whole thing throughout the the show was he would be trying, like you mentioned before, you try to bake things or make things, but he would not do them very correctly. Like he'd put make banana bread without peeling the bananas, or brownies without putting the sugar in it, or making pecan pie without shelling the pecans. Exactly, yeah. Like other characters, which I'm surprised didn't really have a role much, were like Fern and Sue Ellen and Prunella, but they also might have become more popular after this episode even though i think they were popular before too but i could be wrong i don't remember them having much to do in later well in earlier when mm-hmm. i used to watch it yeah I, I remember them as characters but i don't remember them having many episodes so yeah. i'm thinking they're, well, they they're definitely have, minor yeah they, if they had more they probably did it in later years i would say they were more popular than like george was like I feel this is I feel this is probably the first time George has spoken. I think it's in this special. Again, I could be wrong, so you know someone could be correct to me after they listen to this. But I know George well, definitely he, became... He's another one that I don't remember having much of a role. I remember mm-hmm. him occasionally being a main character, but not very often. Mm-hmm. And definitely in the later episodes, he would he'd been a lot more episodes than than he would in, in the earlier seasons. Yeah, because I didn't even remember his name, so yeah. <laughs> I just remembered him as one of those characters that would only sometimes have a speaking role. Yeah. I think that's what the good thing about this special, the writers were able to take characters that existed and like expand them and more about their their identity, their personality, more characteristics about them, and that helped with the further character development of them in the this, in this show. Mm-hmm. Now, now that you've seen it again, or seen it for the first time if you haven't seen it again. <laughs> it's, uh, this is probably the second time. There was enough stuff that I was having deja vu about. That okay. I, I've probably seen it before. Well, what is your opinion on the special as a whole? And is this is this a special that you would like necessarily want to watch again every Christmas? 
probably not for myself, but I wouldn't mind watching it again if somebody wanted to watch it. Oh, it yeah. was it was fun. Mm. It would be one that nephews would probably like it. I don't know if they watch I, if Arthur's on anymore. They probably don't watch Arthur. <laughs> I don't know. No, yeah, I don't think kids watch it, but they I think they have reruns still on PBS. So so even though Arthur the show is dead, well, Arthur is living on right now as a podcast. There's an Arthur podcast. Uh really? I'm not sure. Yes, I'm not. I haven't listened to an episode. I'm not sure exactly how it works, but it's like uh, pretty much like a radio show. But it's the Arthur episodes in audio form. <laughs> so that, oh. that's what they're doing now. So if anyone's seen that, uh, let us know in the comments. <laughs> or not seen it, heard it. <laughs> I guess podcasts are getting more popular lately. I like this one. I, I never would have thought about podcasts for little kids, though. <laughs> I guess the, if the their parents. Is- want to play something on a road trip maybe yeah i think that's the main argument it's like when you're driving in the car you could play this but i mean i don't see how often you're driving in the car nowadays for a half an hour trips or i don't know i don't know how long the episodes are yeah i don't know otherwise i wouldn't think that a kid would even know what a podcast was to look it up for themselves yeah i don't know how many kids of like both gen z and gen alpha could be entertained or, or or just just captivated by something that's audio only i don't know i feel they need the video they, they need the visuals with it i could be wrong yeah i don't know i don't, I don't feel like i'm in touch with what the kids like these days <laughs> what the kids do these days we're over the hill right now we're not. <laughs> sometimes it feels like it i'll hear somebody saying something i like have no idea what they're talking about <laughs> what was that word you just used oh is that what it means interesting <laughs> i forgot to mention earlier brain in this christmas special this was the time when he was voiced by stephen crowder who a lot of people might know now is like a conservative um youtuber and figure but like before he was that he was actually a kid voice actor in arthur as a brain i thought that, I thought that really? was really exactly i mean yes Huh. I didn't know he used to do that. I don't think he did anything else besides Arthur. But hmm. he was the voice of Brain for a while. So that's that's a fun trivia for anyone who knows who he is. <laughs> I vaguely know who he is. I know yeah. the name. Mm-hmm. I think he's the person who made that meme with the him at a, like a picnic table or something. Like convince me I'm wrong yeah, or something. Yeah. That's him, yeah. Or change my mind, I think. Change my mind about something, yeah. Yeah. So when he was younger, he was the voice of Brain for a while, including this Christmas episode. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Just thought I mentioned that. <laughs> Anyways, I guess we probably can call this one good, unless you have anything more you want to say. I think we mentioned all the main points and all the characters there's a lot of funny lines like i said it's still my favorite christmas special and it's the one that i would want to watch every year and uh it like like i said i, I used to watch it when i was a kid every year and pbs when i was showing pbs kids i'd look out for it especially sometimes i think they would show it on saturdays too which is you know odd because pbs didn't air on saturdays but they did it especially just for that reason so i liked it mm. it's my favorite <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, do you want to let people know where they can find you if they want more from you? 
Sure, um, you can check out on my podcast. Uh, no, my podcast. My my blogs. I don't have a podcast. Uh, the animation commendation at theanimationcommendation.com. It's animation themed um, blog, and uh, I also run a Who Wants to Be Millionaire Animation Edition game show, which Jonathan has been on a few times as a contestant. You can check that out. And I also have my live action Disney project at mylivactiondisneyproject.com, wherein I try to watch and review every single theatrically released and now Disney Plus stream release Disney film ever made and review them. I recently hit my 200th review on that, um, I think a couple of weeks ago, but I'm still there's some more to do. So uh, check me out there. Thanks. Okay. Well, we will see you later for another episode. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks for listening to iHeart Animation. If you like what you've heard, make sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform or to our YouTube channel. Make sure to follow my co-hosts as well, and if you want more content from us, check out one of the other podcasts in the iHeart Movies Podcast Network, or check out my brand new Patreon. My link tree, as well as any other relevant links, will be in the description. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.